Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Good morning to everyone. This is your first time listening to us in the new time slot. We are live at 11 a.m. Eastern and then 7 p.m. Eastern. So just subtract the hours based on what time zone you live in. Um, Yeah, new. Just started this week. People seem to like it. It frees up the middle of our day um, to make sure that the different hours are different, more topical. So yeah, um, if this is your first time hearing us in the new time slot, or if you're listening to the audio version, wondering where did the live version go, it went to those time slots. So make sure you subscribe to all the different places that you can find us. That's that's Facebook, conservative-daily.com, DLive, Twitch, Clout Hub, and soon to be Frank Speech. They're just working on some stuff over there. But uh, we'll soon be live there as well. Lots to talk about today. No Joe this morning. Joe is preparing for deposition part two. The Coomer Boogaloo, whatever you want to call it. Um, apparently, they want to ask him more questions. So Joe's there today. So no Joe this morning. He might be on for the evening. I don't know. It depends on how long they go. He was insinuating that they might want him for eight hours. Listen, I, I don't know if I could last eight hours with Eric Coomer and his attorneys. Well, I don't think Coomer's there, but his attorneys. Not that I would break, just that I think I'd probably find their, their company insufferable. But... Kudos to Joe. Everyone in the comment section say, good luck, Joe. Knock him dead, Joe, in the comment section. And send those prayers and good good juju, good feelings his way. So <laughs> theme of today's morning episode, how, how low will Biden go? I think I accidentally wrote that as a, um, no, it should be how low will Biden go? Because producer, if you can change that, how low will Biden go? Not how long will Biden go? So I, I bet you they're both similar questions how low will Biden go thank you when I was a kid um every time I would go to the beach like many kids I'd always dig a hole I'm sure lots of you have done it you you bring a shovel to the beach everyone else is playing in the water throwing throwing the football around right splashing and then you see me up on the sand just digging the biggest hole ever that was me and I know a lot of kids did that the difference is when we came home from the beach I was also digging a hole in my backyard (laughs) when I was six seven uh, me and my family lived in a in a suburban area, but with about an acre of land and then a bunch of trees behind it, uh, like a wooded area. And I would go out and I, I remember it like it was yesterday. My dad has, he still has, this World War II or Korean surplus trench shovel that he had bought at some kind of uh, some kind of flea market or something. And I would go out there and I'd just see how big of a hole I can dig. And I was six, seven years old at the time, so we're not talking huge holes. But every day, my mom would scream for me to come in for dinner. I'd leave, and I think it was my neighbor would actually come in and fill the hole so that I didn't fall into it or he didn't fall into it or someone else didn't fall into it. And then the next day, I would start again. I've been thinking a lot about those childhood moments the past couple weeks, past month, because Joe Biden's doing the same thing with his presidency. He is every day digging a hole, trying to see how deep he can go, And unlike me, 
he doesn't have someone willing to fill it in for him. He digs it and he starts the next day and he digs even deeper. So how low will Joe Biden go? If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the news out today, the new low of his presidency, 39% approval rating. 39% approval rating according to the Wednesday Economist YouGov poll. 39% approve of Joe Biden's job performance, which again, <laughs> crazy insanity that there's even that many people left to approve of him. 49% disapprove. That is a drop of six points in just one week. He is quite literally circling the drain. You can take that down, Mr. Producer. I want to pull up <clears throat> his the the average of polls because obviously that's one poll, but it is symbolized by a bunch of different polls. So if you go back to my screen, the real clear politics average has not updated with that new YouGov poll yet. So this is the previous YouGov poll of the 4th to the 7th, showing that he had only a 43% approval rating, 52% disapprove. That just jumped in their latest poll. It has not been reflected on the real clear politics average yet. But when it does, this will go even lower. Because <laughs> for the first time, at least on this top board, you'll have a 39, a 39 approval rating to add to all those averages. He has not had a positive day since late August. You know, he, oh no, sorry, IBD, TPP, TIPP had him plus two. That's insanity. That's insanity. And I know people say they don't like the polls. I know people don't like the polls. You can take down my screen, Mr. Producer. People say they don't like the polls. That's fine. Just realize... We did this report yesterday on the Maricopa County audit, not the audit, the, uh, the canvas. Understand that their canvas uses the same statistical formulas as modern polling. They didn't get a response from everyone. A lot of people slammed the door on them. Some people didn't answer the door. So they took a sample of Maricopa County, the different areas of Maricopa County. They found what the percentages were and they extrapolated based on all the houses that they didn't hit as well. Same thing with the polling. The polls call, I mean, this last one with, with The Economist, they called over almost 1,300 people. Almost 1,300 people. And this is how you know that they're still actually kind of cooking it. If you go back to my screen, Mr. Producer, go back to my screen one more time. This Economist, again, this is the older one, but you can see they're polling RV. That's registered voters. You can see Rasmussen, is polling likely voters. Why does that matter? Registered voters are just people who registered. Likely voters layer on an additional layer of how likely are they to vote? How passionate are they about voting next time? And typically when you have a Democrat in office doing a very bad job, the likely voters tend to be overwhelmingly the opposite party. Same deal with Trump, right? Democrats were, were very enthusiastic. Trump supporters were as well, but Democrats were very enthusiastic. So when you see this last poll that actually has him positive, recognize that they are playing the same game as The Economist, polling registered voters. Same with Emerson. Emerson, you see he's close in Emerson because they are polling registered voters, not likely voters. They are, they are polling people who will not vote. It's a little trick that the pollsters do. They switch back and forth depending on what kind of, what kind of result they want. <clears throat> so Joe Biden's circling the drain. People are tired. He said he was going to cure the coronavirus. We knew he wasn't going to do it, but he made a promise he can't keep. Coronavirus is still around. 
still around. He blames everyone but himself. He said he was going to fix the economy. We knew that wasn't going to happen, but sure enough, he didn't do it. Economy is not growing the way it should. Again, he blames everyone else but himself. He says his policies are working. It's just everyone else hurting him. He says the anti-vaxxers, they're the reason that the jobs number was not as good as economists had hoped. He said he was going to fix the border. Well, it turns out if you stop construction of the border wall and re-implement catch and release, the border crisis just explodes out of control. He said he was going to leave Afghanistan with dignity. He said he wasn't going to leave a single American behind. Yeah, he violated both of those promises. Going down the list, and every single issue, he has failed. He is a failure. So the question is still the same. How low will Joe Biden go? Our call in number 888-441-1121. If you want to have a prediction, can he go lower? I mean, I, I don't know if it's if we can quantify it. Maybe he actually thinks he can dig to China and reach his donors. Maybe, maybe that's what this is all about. Someone told him, Joe Biden, you're digging yourself a hole. He's like, great, I'm going to reach China. I'm going to reach Hunter's friends, get some more of that 10% for the big guy. I don't know. How low will Joe Biden go? Do you think it can get lower? Do you think the American Republic can survive this? Do you think we can survive another three and a half years? I don't think we can. I don't think we can at all. So some news broke late last night. Some news broke late last night that Joe Biden is firing all of the Trump appointees from the Military Academy Advisory Board boards. So Air Force, the Navy, right? Army, maybe even the Coast Guard Academy. I, I didn't look, but I, I assume he probably did that too. These are people that Donald Trump appointed to three-year terms. And when you look at these different advisory boards, if you just look at the Air Force Advisory Board, <clears throat> they are established to oversee, quote, morale, discipline, social climate, curriculum, instruction, physical equipment, fiscal affairs, academic methods, and other matters. So these are people that are quite literally supposed to help shape the social climate and the curriculum of the military academies. Donald Trump appointed a bunch of them to a three-year term. Joe Biden just demanded their resignations. Why would he do that? Well, it's something we've covered on the podcast for well over a year. The wokeness in the military. It's the same underlying reason, I believe, that the military is now going to require everyone to get vaccinated by September 15th. Was that six days away? Same reason. They want to purge the military of conservatives. I mean, if you wanted to get conservatives out of the military, vaccine mandates probably one of the easiest way to get it. You're not going to get everyone, but you're going to get a lot of them. And who's going to replace them? It's not going to be more conservatives. Who in their right mind would volunteer? Is this a volunteer force? Who would volunteer to serve under Joe Biden? I, I get it. People are still going to do it. People who have kids, teenagers, 17, 18, who said their whole life they want to be in the Army, they want to be in the Marines, want to be in the Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard. I get it. They're still going to go in. But for the guy who's 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 unsure, who in their right mind goes into the military when, when Joe Biden is in office? Who, who would do that? I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I can't fathom it. 13 Americans are dead because the Pentagon ordered a drone pilot to stand down and not fire upon the bomber. They were more worried about the collateral damage of hitting civilians than they were about saving U.S. personnel. And they also condemned, what, over 160 civilians to die anyway? So who would, who would want to volunteer under this? Everyone I know who's in is getting out. 
I was talking with a guy yesterday. He's getting out. Everyone I know. Everyone who thought they were going to be careerists, they're getting out. Getting out while they still can. So the reason that, that Joe Biden is kicking all of the Trump appointees off of the advisory boards is because he does not want Trump supporters to have a say in the military academies, morale, discipline, social climate, curriculum, instruction, physical equipment, fiscal affairs, academic methods. He does not want conservatives to have a say over the social climate, the curriculum. Understand? He wants liberals to design the curriculum and the social climate at the military academies. And as a result, the military itself. So he sent all these letters. We're going to go, go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is from Russ Vaught. Russ Vaught had a very simple response. No, it's a three-year term. And this is the letter he received from Catherine M. Russell, assistant to the president. He said, Mr. Vaught, on behalf of President Biden, I'm writing to request your resignation as a member of the Board of Visitors to the U.S. Naval Academy. Please submit your resignation to me by the close of business today. Should we not receive your resignation, your position with the board will be terminated effective 6 p.m. tonight. Thank you. Signed again, Catherine M. Russell, assistant to the president. I wonder if Joe Biden knows that letter went out. That's that's the important question. Does Joe Biden know that letter went out? Or is this part of that shadow government where they're just doing the things that Joe Biden can't do because it's nap time, it's applesauce time. But yeah, again, Russ Vaught, his answer, quite simple. No, it's a three-year term. Go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is from Kellyanne Conway. She says, President Biden, I'm not resigning, but you should. And let's read her letter. <clears throat> her letter says, I'm re in receipt of the letter you sent me today demanding that I resign from the Board of Visitors of the U.S. Air Force Academy or be terminated by 6 p.m. tonight. News report suggests you have made the same demand of other men and women who were duly appointed to service academy boards. Three former directors of presidential personnel inform me that this request is a break from presidential norms. I certainly, it certainly seems petty and political, if not personal. The result is that faithful and willing public servants will be discouraged and or thwarted from service. Our service academies will risk being further politicized and polarized. Your decision is disappointing, but understandable given the need to distract from a news cycle that has you mired in multiple self-inflicted crises and plummeting poll numbers, including a rise in new COVID cases, a dismal jobs report, inflation, record amount of drugs coming across the southern border, and of course, the chaotic and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan that has left hundreds of Americans and thousands of Afghan allies stranded under Taliban rule. It is an honor to serve on the Board of Visitors to the United States Air Force Academy. The brave men and women in uniform represent the best of our great nation. It was also a privilege to serve a president whose actions resulted in the deaths of terrorists like al-Baghdadi and Qasem Soleimani, rather than a president whose actions resulted in the deaths of 13 U.S. service members. I'm not resigning, but you should. Sincerely, Kellyanne Conway. That's spicy. That is certainly pretty spicy. Speaking of spicy, Sean Spicer was also requested to resign or threatened to be fired. And he had a similar response on his show. Won't play the whole bit. Maybe we'll see how it goes. Let's play cut two, Mr. Producer. 
We've got some breaking news tonight. All Trump appointees, including myself, have been kicked off the boards at the United States Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, and West Point in an unprecedented move by the Biden administration. I'm announcing tonight for the first time that I will not be submitting my resignation and I will be joining a lawsuit to fight this. Here is the email I received right before noon today. I am writing to request your resignation from the Board of Visitors to the United States Naval Academy. If we do not receive your resignation by the end of today, which is right now, and they won't, you will be terminated. Attached is a former letter. The letter says that the email states on behalf of President Biden, I'm requesting your resignation as a member of the Board of Visitors to the U.S. Naval Academy. Lindsay, remember back during the inauguration when President Biden said, I'm going to be the president for all people, Trump voters, everyone else? Yeah. Where'd that go? Pretty got the window pretty much, huh? At a time when the administration is dealing with, you know, COVID, Afghanistan, the effects of Hurricane Ida, what are their priorities? Apparently, they're prioritizing flying to California to campaign for Governor Newsom and firing veterans from service academies. To put this in context, the Biden administration came into office and immediately ordered a stand down and a review for all of the military academies for some unknown, still unknown reason. For almost a year, we've been unable to meet. And then we get this email today. You have to ask why. Why would they want zero oversight during a challenging period where the academies are dealing with COVID, they're navigating funding issues? Huh, I wonder why. Ho, oh, maybe it's because they want to inject liberal ideology like critical race theory into the curriculum and they want to ensure there's no pushback and zero oversight. This is unbelievable, Sean. And White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, she actually mentioned you by name during her press briefing earlier today. Watch. The president's objective is what any president's objective is, is was to ensure you have uh, nominees and people serving on these boards who are qualified to serve on them and who are aligned uh, with your values. I will let others evaluate whether they think Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and others were qualified or not political uh, to serve on these boards. You know, I, Lizzie, I've... I've follow tradition. Press secretaries never comment mm -hmm. on the previous press secretary and, or the current one, and, and I've, I've respected that. Um, I haven't responded to Jen or reacted to her, but she crossed a line today. She chose to bring me into this. So, Jen, you want to know about my qualifications? Joining the military and wearing the uniform of this amazing country remains one of my greatest decisions in life. For 22 years, I've had the honor of serving alongside some of the most talented, patriotic, and brave individuals this country has to offer. I'm a proud graduate of the U.S. Naval War College. I've done multiple tours, and politics has never entered into my service. I've served under five different presidents of both parties. When you wear the uniform, you serve the commander-in-chief. We take an oath as officers to the Constitution, not to a party. Each of us chooses how we're going to serve this country. I won't ever question how anyone chooses to do that. I won't question how you choose to do that, Jen. But don't you dare ever minimize or question my service to this nation. You got it? These bodies have been free from politics and worked in a bipartisan way until today. This administration made them political. Not one Obama appointee on these boards was removed when Trump came in. Not a single one. This move has taken partisanship to a new level. Beyond me, you want to know who else some of those people are that got the letter that says that they might not be qualified? 
former Army Vice Chief General Jack Keane, former Pentagon Senior Advisor Douglas McGregor, U.S. Army North Commander Lieutenant General Guy Swan III, West Point graduate David Urban, and then, oh, there's Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster, who, fun fact, was fired from the board of West Point at 6 p.m. today and will, on this Saturday, September 11th, receive the highest honor West Point instills on its graduates. A little ironic, huh? You just watched Newsmax TV, America's fastest growing cable news channel now and more. So yeah, <laughs> Spicer coming with the spice, knocking it out of the park. No, it's uh, it, it's insanely political. I mean, for, for Jen Psaki to say that about Sean Spicer, knowing full well that not only has he served in the military, but while he was press secretary, he left to do guard duty, right? He, he, le he left to go continue to fulfill his obligations. Throwing him under the bus saying, oh, I'll well, leave it to you to decide whether Sean Spicer deserves to be on a board. I'll leave it to all of us to decide whether Joe Biden deserves to be in office. And I want to play that clip again. I want to play that clip again. Not that clip, but I want to play the Saki attack. Because <laughs> Spicer's right. Press secretaries do not malign previous press secretaries. It's just something you don't do. And she absolutely crossed the line. Let's play cut number one. Can the White House confirm that it has asked appointees from the last administration to resign from various boards, including the West Point Advisory Board and the Naval Academy Board, and why? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, and uh, the president's objective is what any president's objective is, is was to ensure you have uh, nominees and people serving on these boards who are qualified to serve on them and who are aligned uh, with your values. Uh, and so, yes, that was a, an ask that was made. That because a lot of these appointees do go across administrations, that mm -hmm. there is a risk of politicizing these non-traditional, non-controversial positions. Well, I will let others evaluate whether they think Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and others were qualified or not political uh, to serve on these boards. Uh, but uh, the president's uh, qualification requirements are not your party registration. Uh, they are whether you're qualified to serve and whether uh, you're aligned with the values of this administration. Thanks, everyone. And a follow-up on the story about Dr. Fauci yesterday in The Intercept, the documents released that shows he's notice that she runs away at the Fauci question. Important, important to see that. But she said something towards the end. She said that the that these boards of advisors and supervisors and directors at these different military academies should be aligned with the current administration. That is just not true. As as they they mentioned, no no Obama appointees were fired when Trump took office. People were replaced later on in the term, but Donald Trump did not clean house of all of these boards the second or the year, the first year he came into office. Didn't happen. In what world should the military academies be run and managed by people who align politically with the current administration? How does that make sense? This is a disgusting politicization of the United States military that we knew was coming. We knew this was already happening. We knew it had infected the top echelons of the Pentagon. Mark Mill uh, Milley, right? I mean, let's look at all these people. They're idiots, they're fools. Or even worse, they're anti-American. They did all that in Afghanistan on purpose. So we knew that the upper echelons had been infected. This is an attempt to brainwash and infect 
the cadets. It's shameful. They will not stop until they infect the entire United States military with their garbage. I mean, just, I was, again, I was, I was talking to a neighbor last night who's in the military now. Don't want to, I'm not going to mention his name. Don't want to get him in trouble. But we're talking, and one of the things that comes up, and this is true, the purpose of the United States military is to kill, kill, kill. And if you're not going to be the one who kill, 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 kills the enemy, you're in a support position to support the killing. No matter what, people got to get killed. That's the role of the United States military. And yeah, sure, people join the military for different reasons. They need discipline in their life or they, they want they need a GI Bill so they can go to school after the service. I get that. Not all volunteers are completely selfless. That's what boot camp's for, <laughs> to, to beat that out of them. Today, however, there is a non-zero number of U.S. service personnel who are only in the service because they want to get gender reassignment surgery. Let, let that sink in. Beyond just the people who want to go to school for free with the GI Bill, there are people now who only joined because they want to turn a penis into a vagina or vice versa. I mean, it, it's true. that there. I don't know how many, but it's not zero because there have been lawsuits filed over it. There's a non-zero number. So how are we supposed to win wars when that is what the new class includes? And it's not even just the cadets. It's not even just the enlisted men. There are people who entered into the military with college degrees. And their goal is gender reassignment surgery for themselves. You know what that means? They enter as a lieutenant. There are lieutenants in the United States military whose sole purpose there is to get their gender changed for free on your dime. That's so far away from kill, kill, kill. That's so far away from this is my weapon, this is my gun. How do we survive this? I mean, we played it on the podcast before, the competing advertisements. The U.S. military actually put out an ad celebrating just gayness, which I don't care if you're gay. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Just please don't include me in it. And I, I, and I don't want to be included in it. But don't force me to, to be part of that. If you're transgender, I don't care. If that's what you feel, do it, right? I don't care. Just don't include me in it and don't try and force it on me or anyone else. I mean, it was interesting. I was, I was watching some old Ben Shapiro videos and there was one where he says, um, he's talking about, he's talked to a transgender uh, questioner um, about the transgender movement. And he, and he starts talking about like trans ageism. Like if you are 21, can you identify as 60? No, not literally. You can't. You cannot literally identify as a different age. Your age is your age. But in truth, we have people who are kids. But what do we do when, when they're mature beyond their years? They're old souls. Well, he's an old soul. Yeah, sure, he's a teenager, but he enjoys coffee and tea and, and reading the newspaper. He's an old soul. What do we do when there's an 80-year-old who still likes to engage in vigorous activity or we say they're young at heart so there is truth to the idea that you do not feel like your age that is true but those people don't then expect other people to refer to them as a different age 
everyone understands that they are their age. They just, they just feel like they're a different age. Well, the same is true with transgenderism. I don't care if you feel like a woman and you're a man, go for it. I don't care. But the minute you start policing my language or my kid's language and forcing us to participate in the delusion, that's when I'm out, right? I'm out. I didn't go to graduate school so I could butcher the English language and use plural pronouns to refer to individuals. Like they? No. No, them? No. He, she. Period. There's a reason when you look at foreign languages, there's a male suffix and a female suffix. There's a reason for that. Don't force me to participate in the delusion. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care. I just don't want to be involved in it. But it's insanity. In the military, we right now do have people who are there for the sole reason of wanting a gender reassignment surgery. They want a sex change. It's not going to get better. Kicking all of these Trump board members out is not going to make things better. It's going to change the curriculum. And it's going to be worse. It's going to be much, much worse. In case you missed the beginning, the theme of this episode is how low will Biden go? Put up my screen again. New poll out of Economist YouGov shows that Joe Biden's approval rating has collapsed to 39%, the lowest point of his presidency. 39% approve, 49% disapprove. I was looking back at old Donald Trump numbers. The only time you saw a collapse like this in Donald Trump's polling was after January 6th, when the media was blaming him for an insurrection that he had no role in. And the FBI has now concluded that Donald Trump had no role in organizing what happened on January 6th. But that was the only point in Donald Trump's presidency you saw a true collapse like this. Now, when, when Mueller was appointed, he didn't see it as big of a collapse. When he was impeached once, he didn't see that kind of collapse. He didn't. Sure, his numbers dipped low, and it stayed low. But you never saw this big of a collapse until he was already voted out. We have good news to report, and some people in the comment section are mentioning that David Chipman is being withdrawn as the White House ATF nominee. If you put up my screen, he is being withdrawn. And this is where people saying, good job, Max. No, good job to all of you. This is a truly a round of applause. This is something we fought tooth and nail against. People say, why do we run the fax blast? We run the fax blast for reasons like this. David Chipman was as radical as they come. Putting aside the gun control, he's on the record in actual legal documents as questioning when he was in the ATF, as questioning how minority agents could have possibly qualified for advancement, surely they must have cheated on their tests. That, he's on the record as, as saying that to another agent. So beyond his gun control, he is too ra- far too racist to run a federal bureau or agency. But he's out. And this is the man who quite literally wanted to ban AR-15s, but under oath, live before the nation, refused to say, how he defined an AR-15. He wanted it open-ended so he could ban everything, right? This is a guy who wanted to treat your AR-15, your semi-automatic rifle, pistol, or shotgun, the same way that they treat machine guns, forcing you to register it and pay a tax stamp for the privilege to own a semi-automatic firearm. No, this guy was bad news. And he would have been pushed through. He absolutely would have been pushed through. If you remember, his hearing was happening at a time where Republicans were caving on everyone else. 
Just tell me up. You can have this guy. You can have this guy. It's you guys and other organizations who led the fight, but you guys who helped force the GOP to hold the line because they did not hold the line out of principle. They did not hold the line because they wanted to. They held the line because they knew there would be hell to pay if they didn't. And they knew that the American people were wise to it. And we're going to hold them accountable if they allowed this guy to go through. So just a great success story. And yes, the facts blasts do work. The facts blasts do matter. Yet you can call, you can call. And I, I encourage people to call, but you know what happens when you call? They, they say, oh yeah, thank you. And then they just do a check mark on a piece of paper. They literally just have a tally sheet of people calling for or against bills. And if you're calling about something that isn't really on the floor that day, they might not even tally it. So an email, sure, an electronic email, that gets open. They have to open it. But then they delete it, right? The faxes, by law, have to be printed out. It's an interesting technicality, which is why we use it. People say, why do you use the fax blast system? It's so, it's so old and antiquated. By law, they have to be printed out. So yeah, there's, there's the funny situations where we run fax blast campaigns. And people say, why do we run them when Congress isn't in session? For a very good reason. Because they still have to be printed out. There have been days where we quite literally have kept the printers running all day long. Just from how many people were reaching out and, and pressuring Congress to do X, Y, or Z. So if you haven't already, make sure you sign up for our email newsletters. That's the best way you can get the fax blast. They go out every day. And there's a link in the description to sign up for the email newsletter. Please do it if you haven't already. And we will keep promoting them. We, we, we will keep promoting them on the podcast as well. And if you haven't already also, sign up for the text alert system. Now they're going out twice a day because we go on in the morning at 11 a.m. Eastern and then in the evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Sign up for the text alert. You can do that by texting the word FREEDOM to 89517. Do that and help us keep fighting because this is a huge, huge, huge victory. And it really wouldn't have been accomplished without you guys. I know we talk about a lot of really, really like Debbie Downer stuff, like the country's falling apart. And it is. There, there are many parts of the country that are falling apart and that we have to fight tooth and nail to stop. But it's also important every now and then to take a, take a, a second to acknowledge the good work that we're able to do, able to accomplish, and, uh, and, and let it kind of refill the tanks. Also, I want to mention, if we put up my screen, we have these amazing shirts. We've had these for a while, but now we have more shirts available for women. That's cool. Or as AOC said, AOC would say, what'd she say? Um, menstruating persons. Yeah. So if you're a menstruating person and you want to get a t-shirt, we have a much more broad women's section available on the conservative store right now, including this. I back the blue t-shirt. I back the blue. I love this design. So if, whether you're a menstruating person or not, Check out the link in the description for the I Black the Blue women's t-shirts. Or if you're a man, you can go, you can like go right here, click on apparel, and it'll take you to all the other shirts. So you can just get like a, a men's shirt. If you're a non-menstruating person, you can get one of these non-menstruating person t-shirts. So yeah, check that out. It's store.conservative-daily.com or go to conservative-daily.com and then click on Joe's Depot at the top menu bar. So how low will Joe Biden go? <laughs> He's going to keep digging. We heard yesterday that White House staff have now admitted to when Joe Biden is speaking towards the end of his speeches, they actually pull the plug. So there have been a few times in recent weeks where Joe Biden has started taking questions off the cuff at the end of the interview, uh, at the end of a speech or event, and we haven't been able to hear 
through the White House feed what's going on. The suspicions are correct. White House staffers are quite literally pulling the plug. They are muting the microphone so people cannot hear what Joe Biden unscripted sounds like. They are that terrified of the president of the United States, asterisk, actually being able to say what he thinks without, without anyone giving him a script. Which leads us to the news coming out today. And this is big, and it's bad. And we're going to have to fight like hell to stop it. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is put out by Disclosed TV, but more people are reporting it now. Just in, Biden to sign executive order today requiring all federal employees to be vaccinated with no option to opt out via testing. Also, Biden will also order vaccine requirement, no opt out via testing to be extended to employees of contractors that do business with the federal government. So previously, Joe Biden had ordered federal employees and contractors. So not just employees, if you're a, if you work for a contractor, even just working to fulfill orders, right? To, to, to buy and sell things to the federal government, everyone has to be vaccinated. There used to be an opt out if you were religiously um, disinclined to gain the vaccine or you had um, a medical reason or an ethical reason, or just if you said, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling it. Previously, you could opt out but they still would make your life a living hell. You have to wear a mask and they force you to get tested every week. Well, that's gone now. Joe Biden's getting rid of that. No opt-out, no medical opt-out, no ethical opt-out, no um, religious opt-out. You either get the vaccine or you're fired. Get the vaccine or you are fired. And, and people asking, well, how can they do that? Don't they understand you have a religious, you have a religious uh, objection? to that. Remember, these are the same evil ghouls who quite literally tried to force an order of nuns to carry abortion coverage in their health insurance. Little sisters of the poor. Remember that? The Biden, Obama ghouls trying to force nuns to pay for abortion coverage. So no, they don't care about your deeply held religious beliefs. They, they don't care. They absolutely do not care. So that's coming down today. What's going to come next? That's the terrifying part. Biden, we, we, he's apparently supposed to give a big speech today. Big speech about how he's going to fix the pandemic. Yeah, well, you've had eight months. Great job, Joe. Big speech today. And among the things he's going to talk about is pressuring more businesses to force people to get vaccinated. We've seen a major push just since they approved Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine which actually some studies have said that even if you even if you believe in the vaccination studies, they say it's, it's probably much worse than Moderna in actual efficacy. So he, we've seen a huge push among businesses, municipalities, states, forcing their employees to get vaccinated. What's going to come next? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what's probably going to come next. You're going to see every single department, agency, bureau in the federal government mandate full vaccinations for any recipient of federal aid. It's going to take time to do it. They can't just do that with the snap of a finger. You have to change regulations. You have to put in the federal register. You're going to see school districts get cut off from Department of Education funding unless they mandate vaccinations. You're going to see health systems cut off from HHS funding unless they have mandatory vaccinations, which up until now, religious hospitals haven't been forcing it. 
sure, you, you have the nonprofit and the for-profit hospitals that have been forcing um, vaccinations. But so far, religious hospitals, Catholic hospitals, Presbyterian hospitals have been kind of shying away from it. What you're probably going to see is HHS introduce rulemaking requiring any recipient of HHS funding to have a fully vaccinated staff, period. Full stop. No exceptions. You're going to see charities. Charities get cut off from, for example, HUD funding. You're, you're going to have um, homeless shelters. Many of them are religious. Soup kitchens, many of them are religious. A lot of them run by the Catholic Church. You're going to see them get cut off by HUD and other agencies unless they have a fully vaccinated staff. You're going to see small businesses get cut off from small business loans unless they have a fully vaccinated staff. Every single, well, not every, but most businesses in the last year have gotten federal money, small business money, the PPP. Remember that? Well, everyone's on the hook. I mean, remember when they said you have to pay, but don't worry, we'll absolve it. They've absolved it, but they still have clawback mechanisms. Hasn't happened yet, but if we want to game plan this out and get ahead of it, you hold, not we, but they, Biden, the ghouls, hold that PPP money hostage. Force those small businesses to have fully vaccinated staffs or else they have to repay it. Or else they won't receive additional federal support. That is probably where they're going next with this because today we're, we're heard that he's going to sign an executive order getting rid of exemptions for federal employees. I mean, how does that work? You you have a you have a you have a person who has uh, who's going through chemo, has has a very bad immune system. Not recommended that they get the vaccine because they're immunocompromised. Now they're fired. You have a deeply held religious belief that you don't want to get the vaccine because when you actually do the research. All of the vaccines have in some way, shape, or form derived their research or development from fetal cell lines. Those are abortions that were performed decades ago. They took the fetal cells, put them in a little Petri dish, and have continued to grow them in lab conditions, and they use them to test out vaccines and medications. So if you are vehemently pro-life and you don't want to get the vaccine because you don't like that it's complicit in the abortion industry, well, now you will be forced to violate your deeply held religious belief. Otherwise, you will be out of a job. I cannot count how many ways this is unconstitutional. I can't count it, but it is. It clearly is. They're just hoping that they can force this through. And even if you do sue, you're going to get some kind of leftist judge. But no, this is what, that's what's coming next. That's what's coming next. And, and the final, because that's what they're blaming, right? Joe Biden said he was going to fix COVID, and he didn't. Because no one can fix a disease. You can't fix flu season, right? It wasn't Obama's fault that swine flu went everywhere, though he did, a, though Joe Biden at the time did a very bad job managing it. Like, like no one actually expect, expected Obama to fix swine flu. It was going to run its course. It was going to run its course. Joe Biden became the first president ever to promise as a condition of entering office that he was going to eliminate a disease. Well, turns out the dementia patient isn't, isn't able to do that. Sorry, everyone who was holding your breath. You can breathe now. But yeah, so the virus is spreading. Hospitalizations up. Death numbers are up. Joe Biden, rather than admitting that he has a, he's a failure of a presidency, 
He's blaming the anti-vax movement, the anti-vaccination movement. Which if you followed if you followed the podcast for a while, you know, I don't consider myself among the anti-vax movement. Um, I'm I'm skeptical about certain vaccines. I am highly opposed to vaccine mandates. But he's claiming that anyone who doesn't want to get the vaccine, that is why he failed at eradicating a virus. So the solution is to force all those people to get vaccinated. So after they go through the regulatory process and they force businesses and organizations and nonprofits that get federal money to have vaccinated staff, the next step, which is highly unconstitutional, is a nationwide mandate or a nationwide vaccine passport system that would make life so impossible for an unvaccinated person that they have no choice but to get the shot if they want to survive. That's the craziness of it. We went from two weeks to stop the spread, two weeks to flatten the curve, to now you need two shots and a booster shot if you want to exist and feed your family. Pretty big jump. In Australia, they are looking to ban alcohol. They're looking to ban alcohol. Huh. If, if you're wondering when the Aussies were going to actually, we're going to actually fight back and we're going to actually have a civil war, I think the alcohol ban might do it. Last week, there was a health official who banned people from taking their mask off if they were drinking a beer outside. Think about that. You're at an outside patio bar which is allowed to be open. You're allowed to order the beer, but you're not allowed to take the mask off even just to drink it. You'd be fined, imprisoned even. It's crazy. And here is the latest from an Australian health official. I guess this was a Freudian slip, admitting that this is all just going to be part of the new world order. Said it. Said it. And this is where... This is where me making fun of the conspiracy theory shows with Jesse Ventura, this is when that swings around because she actually used the term. And full disclosure, the fact checkers say that wasn't what she was talking about, that she wasn't talking about the conspiratorial New World Order. She's just using that phrase figuratively. Yeah, okay, BS. A load of crap fact checkers. Here is that clip of an Australian health official saying that this is all going to be part of their new world order. Let's play cut number four. Will exposure sites be put back in place, especially with reopening and people going back to pubs and stuff? Because our exposure sites still, will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. Yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Our response may be differently, different if we know that people are fully vaccinated. So we're working through a number of those um, issues, but we will have to reflect and learn. We'll have to reflect and learn, going to be part of that new world order. So apologies, we have Tiana on the phone, wants to talk about the frontline doctor templates to opt out of vaccine mandates. Tiana, if you're still there, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Hi, long time no talk. I've been missing your shows because I've been working. Um, it's okay. It's okay. But that, you're, that's, uh, that's good. The the breaking news that you uh that you put out where Biden was trying to uh, Biden is now mandating federal employees. They have 
um, because I have it ready to go for when my job decides to pull some BS on me. And I've already mentioned it to them. What it is, um, I have it pulled up now. The American Frontline Doctors, it's the legal eagle dream team. So it's got all the lawyers combined. If they were to fire you, which you can't quit, that's the biggest problem is do not quit. Make them fire you. If you're not doing anything wrong, if you're, you know, doing your job, showing up every day, doing what you're supposed to be, do not quit. Because the moment you quit, you trying to take this paper, the lawsuit, it goes out the window because they didn't wrongfully terminate you. But there's a vaccine letter template, which basically states they have it in red. um, So you can go and correct it with the date, who you are, who you're sending it to. And that template can be used to stop them from doing the mandate. It has a bunch of information in there. It's a lot to read. Um, Then they have another part where if they're trying to force you to get the vaccine, you ask to have a legal representative there for the company and to read all of these documents and guarantee me that this will be okay if I were to get this vaccine. My work doesn't want to mess with it at all because they know at the moment they sign it and if something happens to me with this vaccine, they are 100% responsible. Yeah. Same thing with the mask mandate. They have the signs all on the store. That's the deal with OSHA. And I walk in there. Huh? That's the whole thing with OSHA. OSHA, technically, anytime your company forces you to do something, your company is supposed to be on the hook if that required action causes you any kind of harm or damage. It's, a, it's an OSHA yep. regulation. They suspended that regulation for vaccines, for masks. They suspended it. I mean, the law is still the law, but OSHA is not going to sue them, so you have to sue them yourself. Um, yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen these. Haven't... Go ahead. Yeah. They have it to where if you fill it out, as long as you submit it to them, you can be part of their lawsuit mm-hmm. when it does go to trial. But yeah. it's at least a little buffer to help people who are hardworking and who don't want to lose their job, but don't trust the vaccine because I don't. And at this point, I don't even trust sending my kids to school. I'm homeschooling my son. To top it all, I don't trust the schools. I don't trust what they're doing. There's people who have ripped kids out of their parents' arms because they refuse to get them a vaccine. That has got to be the most demonic thing you can ever do to a parent. You have got to be the lowest of scum to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, I said on the show yesterday to Joe, MD, having an MD after your name means nothing to me now. I don't, I don't care. I mean, the fact that someone went through medical school means nothing. The fact that someone went through pharmacy school means nothing. We're seeing pharmacies refuse to fill legitimate prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin because they don't believe that people mm-hmm. should be taking them. I mean, if you went to pharmacy school, I, I don't care anymore. That, that you have to, you have to prove to me beyond that, that you're worthy of respect for your intelligence so because no one the paper doesn't matter. Yeah. They've lied so much. No one can believe what they say anymore. It's just, it's lie after lie, after lie, after lie. It, it makes me feel like I'm going insane. Absolutely. 100% insane. Because I have some of my family members that's so like, oh, it's okay, go ahead, take the vaccine. Like, you can go yourself. Because I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm a skeptic. I'm, I'm gonna ask questions. I was raised that way. Ask, if something don't sound right, ask questions. Find out all the answers you want, and then go from there. I have found out all the answers that I want. And let me tell you, I will. I argue with my husband about it because he got the vaccine. He was forced to, in order for him to come home, from overseas. That was the only way he could come home. That was the only way he could see his family. They wouldn't let him come home unless he had it. And now I am terrified because I'm worried something's going to happen to him. 
he got he gets random nosebleeds and he's just oh it's fine it's fine like it's not fine you know <laughs> there's something going on and your health has been weird since you got this vaccine yeah yeah no i mean no one should ever be forced to put anything in their body that they don't want to do technically the, the constitution is supposed to protect against that uh, unlawful searches and seizures injections should fall into that right they're not allowed to mm-hmm. check your pockets they shouldn't be allowed to inject you or forced to be injected with something um it, it's as it's as simple as they they come why wouldn't they let your husband come home what was his job if you don't mind asking um he's in the military okay um he okay. was so, over in korea yeah. for a little while of time and when all of this COVID stuff hit they shut down korea you know so he was pretty much yeah. in his room but when it yeah. was time for him to come home they had said look you have to get the vaccine or you're not coming home you have to get the vaccine or you're not allowed to go visit your family that lives on the other part of the country you have to get the vaccine yeah. or you don't get to see your kids you don't get to see your wife you don't get to see any of them if you don't come and get this vaccine and you know my husband not knowing that there were these type of documents or anything out there because they he didn't know what was going on over here you know it took me telling him you know hey this is what's going on and for him to be like well it's either i get the vaccine or i don't come and see you and i can't come home to you and i can't come home to our kids like i understand why he did it but still you know forcing someone to go against their will in order to see their family and go home you are a despicable human being no, it's, it's, there's no defense of that. If, if he's going home, listen, the, the military, when they say jump, you have to say how high. That's just part of how it goes. The military, yeah. in order to be in the military, that you have to get injected for certain things. But that's not for continued service. That's to go home, right? That, yep. That's un, un, inexcusable. Yep. If, they, if they said, they said, we're, we're sending you into this part of the world, and oh, by the way, there's a malaria outbreak, so we need you to take these pills. He has to do it. Otherwise, they're going to kick him out, right? But there's no yep. legal, logical, tactical reason to force someone to get vaccinated in order to go see their family. No, you're right. It's, it's evil. Yeah, but that's what I was calling. I wanted to make sure that you, at least the viewers and people who have heard of your show, because I use your show um, for my TikToks. I take little snippets of your show, like the really, really important part. Oh, awesome. I give awesome. you guys all the credit. I give you, <laughs> I give you guys all awesome. the credit. Awesome. Do it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. No, because certain um, TikTok's at a fun place. Oh, yeah, it is. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, we pissed so many people off. But, you know, I take, you know, snippets of your video, the really, really important part. And, you know, it's gotten people thinking. So you slowly, slowly, they're waking yeah. up sorry because they're already woke well, well, but, well that's no, the whole point um, that's the whole point i know joe talks about taking action <laughs> taking action taking action but when you have a talk show the point the point is to wake people up and to and, to, and get them yep. educated get them informed so they can take the fight where the fight needs to go and they can change the hearts and minds of people who are ignorant like and we say this on the show all the time yep. ignorance is not a bad word ignorance is just the lack of knowledge it's bad when people are willfully ignorant when they when they just want to be ignorant, right? We, yeah. Our goal is to inform people's ignorance and show them what they've been missing. 
So that's why know. that's why this show exists. <laughs> and that's why I, I'm thankful that you're you're clipping it. I'm gonna try and search for it now. I'm on TikTok, but uh, I'm gonna oh. try and search for it. Okay. All right. Well, All right. well thank yeah, you so much for the call, Tiana. I was trying to find his. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I don't think he's active on TikTok. He's more into Telegram. Um, yeah, I, I have a TikTok for him. Because I would have tagged him in the yeah, videos. I have a TikTok. I have a TikTok for my my fish business, but I kind of keep that separate <laughs> from the politics. <laughs> but right. th- thank you, thank you, Tiana. I really appreciate the call, and have a great rest of your day. Absolutely. Yeah, she's fun. It's terrible what happened to her her husband forcing him to come to get vaccinated or to come home. And that, and that's the deal, right? There are certain entities in our country that have been given the authority either congressionally or through court rulings to mandate vaccines. Now that they, with the exception of the military, the military does have some exemptions went for medical reasons. Like if this vaccine will kill you, you don't have to take it. But the person who gets to decide whether it'll kill you is a military doctor. So your mileage might vary, but like schools, school systems, it has been widely settled in courts that schools have the right to have vaccination requirements for students. Now there are opt-outs. Every state I know of has opt-outs for religious or ethical reasons, but they're still allowed to require it. The issue is though, that the vaccines, they have to have a legitimate reason to require it. Like, like for schools, for elementary, middle school, and, and high schools, when you see the vaccine for HPV, Gardasil, Gardasil, it, 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 it is a, a vaccine to, to stop the spread of uh, HPV, human papillomavirus, a disease that is spread sexually and can result in certain cancers, mostly in women. Cervical cancer, ovarian cancer, I believe. Um, but the whole idea is that you give people this Gardasil drug, they don't spread human papillomavirus and cancer rates decline. Well, I know there's lots of people who have, are hugely skeptical of Gardasil, but the question ultimately is, how the hell does a high school have logical basis to force a vaccine on people that prevents the spread of a sexually transmitted disease? Is that part of the high school experience now, just having sex in high school? Same with colleges. Yeah, people have sex in college, fine. But that's not part of the college curriculum. That's not part of your educational experience. So where do they get off? I mean, if if they have the right to require vaccinations, but there has to be a legitimate purpose for it. And it has to be a legitimate purpose that stems from what they're doing, right? You, You can't force a middle schooler to get vaccinated against a sexually transmitted disease. It just does, it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Same deal with the military, getting COVID-19 to go home to see your kids, not to go to on another deployment. Cause listen, if <laughs> anyone who was in, in the military years ago, you know, when the anthrax vaccine came out, that was just mandatory. Here's the anthrax vaccine. Now there was a lot of problems with it. A lot of lawsuits later on, but the military forced people to take it because they were being deployed overseas to areas where they're worried about that. Well, that's very different than forcing people, forcing people to get vaccinated in order to go home. Very, very different. Well, amazing how time flies. That is our first hour, but I want to leave you with this. I tried, I, I tried to write down, but I don't actually have the name of the school, but this is a protest 
that was happening in a New Hampshire school. Students refused to show up with their masks. In this clip, you'll see a sheriff there looking like he's going to stop them. But ultimately, the school caved. The school caved. The protest worked. The kids were allowed in the school without their masks on. Let's play this. A little bit of good news. Let's play cut three. Repercussions if they don't have a mask. If you don't, if you don't want to go in, you don't have to. What if they do? I'm not, I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not putting masks on anybody. That's not my job. The order. So they can is, go in without the mask. This is a county health department order. Okay. And a policy of the school. Right. That if the, anybody that's going to go not. in. They got to have a mask on. There is no policy. I'm not arguing. Okay, Thank so you. You, they can go in, guys. They can go, go in. They can go, they can go, go in. in. Go on in, guys. Go in. He, well, they can't enforce it. Yeah, you guys, they can't touch you. Just go ahead and go in. They can't touch us. Go in. They cannot touch you. They can't touch you guys. want to leave it with that a little bit of good news and i love what that parent shouts at the end be orderly be kind and respectful school back down the school let them in i mean how are you going to have a school day when all the kids are outside <laughs> it's not really doable um but that is just good advice for everyone if you're going to have a protest if you're going to follow tiana's advice or any of these other organizations advice and, and go the protest route which i highly encourage you do Fill out the paperwork, get an attorney. If you have a, a, a friend or a family member who's an attorney, ask if they can help you for free just with drafting this, these different letters. Fight, fight back, but do so orderly, respectfully, and with kindness. I know it's hard to do. It's hard to, to stare down this tyranny and, and, and be kind with it. But uh, ultimately, the eyes of the world are watching. The eyes of the world are watching. And part of the reason that the American Revolution was so successful. Part of the reason that the French, for example, came to help the American colonists is because the French watched what was happening in the, in the, the colonies and believed it was something deserving of their support. And I think it's important to remember that as we go through all these different fights to make sure that we're waging these fights in a way that will show others that they deserve to support us, that we deserve to be supported.
And yeah, things are going to get fiery. Things are going to get angry. Things are going to get heated. True. But as you go forward, do so respectfully. Do so with kindness as much as physically possible with these people. And do so in a way that other people, we all will be proud. Because I don't want to put on... If, if those kids started punching that school administrator, they wouldn't have been on my show. I wouldn't have put that clip up. They, they, they protested peacefully. They walked in respectfully and they went about their day. That's how you do it. And you will get far more support. You will change far more hearts and minds with honey rather than vinegar. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, again, you got to subscribe to the audio version. Live version is great. We have the comment section. I, we love it. But the only way we get advertisers is with audio downloads. That's the number they care about. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. And if you have an iPhone or an Apple device, please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Help us rise up in the rankings. And if you have that ability, subscribe on Apple Podcasts because that's the ranking that really does matter. We also go live now, new time slot, 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, twice a day. So make sure you text the word freedom to 89517 if you haven't already and get added to that text alert so you get the alert. We're starting to send them out 20 minutes now because the list is so big. 20 minutes before we go live. So you'll get it sometime in that 20-minute period and it'll give you all the links for where you can see the show. Again, that's going to be it for this edition. Everyone, get, pray, give some good juju, good thoughts for Joe. He's in his deposition today. And uh, we might hear from him later. If not, it'll be me solo. But remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.